Geekaholics, good morning and happy game day. This is going to be one crazy weekend as we are approaching, or now we're here, for Wild Card Weekend. And wild things happen on Wild Card Weekend. So the matchups that you think are normally a lock, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a problem, um, you know, Seeing that this team rolls in a hot team, it's won five, six, seven, eight games in a row. You know, to get into the playoffs on a roll here, are gonna basically now give you a storyline to actually watch the NFL because the unexpected will happen today, tomorrow, and for whatever odd reason they decided on Monday. So, without further ado, this is. The Touchdown Report, Wild Card Weekend Edition. As I mentioned, I am Deacon. And if I didn't, now you know. So, Saturday, January 15th. And we got a game for you guys today, this afternoon and this evening. And it's going to be crazy. But before I can tell you guys anything about that, let's quickly recap what had happened last week in the NFL to get where we are today. So, on Saturday, we had another game day last week. And uh, the Cowboys traveled to play the Eagles. They won that game 51-26. to The Eagles hung in there for a little while, but they couldn't hang with Dallas because there's too many people out on COVID or whatnot. So uh, Dallas, as we knew already, was playing for positioning and whatnot. So we'll get into who they're going to play uh, in a little while. Kansas City also played. Uh, they started off a really terrible game versus Denver, division game, favored by 11.5 on this one, didn't cover the spread, but Kansas City found a way to win, 28-24. So that brings us into Sunday. Uh, a lot of overtime games this, uh, this season, 68 overtime games this season. It's insane. So uh, Steelers had to win, had to have some things happen uh, in order for them to make the playoffs, uh, and they, they did. So 16-13 in overtime, uh, beating the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, the Bengals went to play the Browns. Not many people played for the Bengals in this one, and 21-16 for the Browns to end the season. So Green Bay had starters in for the first half. Maybe uh, first quarter for Aaron Rodgers at the end. Uh, they lost 37-30 to versus the Lions. Uh, Tennessee Titans took care of business and did what they had to do. 28-25, locking up the number one seed for Tennessee. Uh, very important there. Uh, so 28-25 in Houston. Again, I told you guys, division rival, they're not going to cover a 10.5 point spread, and they didn't because it was going to be close. The Indianapolis Colts controlled their own destiny. With a win, they would have been in. So now... They have to go on the road and play the 2-14 and 14 Jacksonville Jaguars. A place where the Indianapolis Colts have not won now in seven years. And the Colts are no longer in the playoffs and they were eliminated by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, the thing about this is, yes, they haven't won here in seven years. I told you guys that the Colts were not going to cover a 14-point spread versus a division rival. So... Jacksonville won this game 26-11, to start to finish. This was complete domination by the Jacksonville Jaguars, and what a fucking shit show it was for the Colts. I really didn't expect that to happen. I thought the Colts would have that game, but not by 14. But good for the Jaguars playing spoiler. 31-17 uh, to here for the Vikings, ending the season versus the Bears. 22-7. Uh, 
for the New York Giants losing to the Washington football team. Now, I was right. 4-13 for the regular season. So, <laughs> go Giants. 30-20 to for the Saints ending the season versus the Falcons in Atlanta. 27-10 at home for the Buffalo Bills versus the New York Jets. 27-10 there. Jets also finished with four wins this year. So, hats off to me. It was really difficult to make a prediction on how many wins the New York Jets and the New York Giants would have. Just kidding. <laughs> but I did feel that even at four wins, it was generous for both of those teams. Better luck next year. I got I to gotta stop talking shit about these guys. You know, one day we're going to see them win the Super Bowl. Uh, it's very, very long time from now. Miami Dolphins beat the New England Patriots in this one, 33-24, sweeping the season series versus Miami. And a lot of things happened during this week, um, including the firing of the Dolphins coach on Black Monday. Uh, it's it's one of the best times of, of the year uh, going into the playoffs. Everybody's excited and whatnot, rolling with hockey and basketball. But for some odd reason, Nay just finds it hysterical to ask me what goes on on Black Monday of who's getting fired and whatnot. So it took a couple of days, but the Giants coach also got fired. Um, you had a lot of other guys um, that were out there too, including the Vikings coach, the Texans coach, and also... The Bears coach. So, uh, yeah, shit happens. Time to rebound and move around and do what you got to do uh, to rebuild the franchise and whatnot. My understanding on the move with the Dolphins coach uh, from a good buddy of mine, Mike, big Dolphins fan, uh, he uh, turned around and told me that nobody wanted to play for Flores. They didn't like him, and him and Tua didn't get along. Well, that's important that you and your fucking quarterback get along. I don't like Tua. You guys know how I feel about him, but it is what it is. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 41-17, banged-up team, destroyed the Carolina Panthers in the final game, and, and it's great. It's, it's, it was really great on that one. I, I needed the Panthers in that game. Uh, Cardinals lost their last game of the year, 38-30 versus Seattle. I told you Seattle was going to end it on a high note there, but uh, in final in overtime here, the 49ers beat the Rams 27-24 to lock their playoff spot here as well, and that brought us into the nightcap, and... Uh, this was this was a bad game. All right, this was a really bad game. Thirty-five, thirty-two in overtime for the Raiders, uh, defeating the Chargers here. And this was a reason why I didn't want to go over to the stadium because I have to go there. Well, not have to, but I, I will be there uh, next month, the end of next month, to see Metallica. But if I walked into the stadium, and this is the truth about how I feel, I told a few people this: if I walk into the stadium, and the Chargers lose this game. I would not be able to go back into the building next uh, next month to see Metallica. And uh, it's just a mental note. It would be like I felt like I would be a bad omen. Um, so I did not do this. Um, I also uh, wanted to thank everybody, all the decoholics who had wished me a happy birthday. I really do appreciate it. So that would have been something that I would have done um, to go. But uh, as I mentioned, uh, you know who I mentioned it to, a few of you guys, um, about how I felt about this. Just imagine uh, the, the level caliber fan that one has for a team when they would say, no, I can't face that. So not only not being able to walk in to see Metallica, but, I, I mean, I, I really don't know. Like, And I'm not one to cause trouble, um, uh, but if a fucking Raider fan walked up to me after I just lost and was eliminated from the playoffs after a 4-1, 5-1 start... 
um, yeah, I, I might punch you in a fucking face because I'm that pissed off about the situation. Uh, it took me about two days to really uh, kind of interact with anyone. So, like, when I went to work Monday and Tuesday, um, I, I really didn't talk to anybody. And it really took me a, a good portion of my birthday to talk uh, to people. You know, I, I briefly said thank you to, you know, everyone. But, yeah, this one hurt. Uh 14 uh, penalties in the fucking game. Uh, everything was called against the Chargers. I mean, it was fucking bullshit. The game itself was a homey game. Uh, I don't know if this is done because of John Madden. I don't know if it, whatever the situation is, but I can guarantee it. this fucking game was fixed. And I'm not a sore loser about it. I, I wish the Raiders luck in the next round. But the thing is, is that... With this game and this situation, the Chargers did something, and the Raiders coach mentioned after. Um, they went, scored in overtime. First off, Chargers were getting blasted all game. Came back and tied the game in the final minute. Then we turned around, going to overtime. We lose the coin toss. Raiders go down, kick a field goal. Chargers get the ball. They come back. They kick a field goal. Game's tied. So now the next score wins the game. Raiders turn around. They're running down the field, fucking completing passes left and right. And then all of a sudden, they get down inside the 20-yard line or whatnot, and the Chargers coach decides to call a timeout. Now, if the game were to end in a tie, that would mean that both teams would get into playoffs, as I mentioned. So now, after the, after the Chargers coach calls this timeout, pisses the Raiders coach off, he sends the field goal unit out, the Raiders go through and kick the fucking field goal and win. Everybody was anticipating and expecting this tie, except for me. Regardless of the situation, I would never, ever, ever tie with my division rival to allow them to get in the fucking playoffs, and these two are division rivals from the old AFL days. So this goes way back, and I watched a documentary on Al Davis versus the NFL a couple days ago um, just to try to get myself back into a football spirit because I do have one team that's in the playoffs, so, I, you know, it just it's puzzling to me that, you know, this, this rivalry's been going on for so long and whatnot, and, and it just, the things that I watch in this documentary, if you guys haven't seen it, Al Davis versus the NFL, it makes me just have more of an appreciation for Al Davis. So, I do not hate the Raiders, I'm not pissed off at the Raiders, I'm just pissed off at the fucking calls and the bullshit that went on during this game and to be truthful with you guys the Chargers are a better team than the Raiders when it comes down to the offense but the Raiders defense was pretty stellar but when it comes to a division rival again you, you throw that shit all out the window that doesn't matter it, it absolutely has no difference of whose defense is better or not because look Justin Herbert fucking torched you you know he played a great game and, and I'm not worried about the future of the Chargers Go out this year and do some drafting. Obviously, you're going to get a decent pick. Maybe, you know, 14th, 15th pick. See if you can get some fucking trades going or whatever it is and draft some people. Good on the receiving core. Maybe another, you know, tight end. Maybe something else because uh, Jared Cook wasn't the answer and we take it from there. But it took me a very, very long time to get over this one. And and no joke. It, it really did because of, of the caliber of this. And, you know, I didn't say anything along the lines to anybody all week of like, you know, hey, listen, I'm, I'm going to crush you or whatever it was because it wasn't going to be a matter of a game of crushing. And even if the Chargers had won that game by the field goal, it wouldn't have covered the spread. They were three and a half. So you knew this game was going to be close. So upsetment, yes, but I'll be fine. I'll get over it. 
AFC wild card playoff picture here today. So now, with the playoffs, as I mentioned, for the AFC here, we have the number one seed Tennessee Titans with a first-round bye. Number two seed, the Kansas City Chiefs, will host the Pittsburgh Steelers. The number three seed, Buffalo Bills, AFC's champions there, won it last week, uh, are going to host the number six seed, the New England Patriots. The number four seed, the Cincinnati Bengals, are going to host the number five, Vegas Raiders. So today... What we got here, we have two AFC games today, uh, which is unusual because usually you would get uh, one and one today. But uh, you got at 4.30 p.m. the Vegas Raiders of Oakland at 10 and 7 versus the number four seed, the Cincinnati Bengals, 10 and 7. Minus 5.5 at home for the Bengals, 48.5 for the game here. Now, I think they're both going to happen on here. And uh, these two teams actually happen, uh, happen to play each other um, in the regular season on November the 21st, which would have been week 11. So Cincinnati went to Vegas, 32-13 final. They crushed the Raiders in this game. Now, I'm not saying that uh, the Raiders don't have a chance here. But this game is in Cincinnati. Uh, these guys are going to be cranked up, well-rested, all right? Because the Raiders now got to prove that they're not gassed on the games that they're playing. And uh, 4-0 in overtime for the Raiders this year. So you're playing extended time. So these guys are tired, all right? Um, let's see what's going to happen. It's going to be a good matchup versus the Raiders' front line against the Bengals' offensive line. So we're going to see that's going to be a big factor there in this game today. If the Raiders can get pressure on Burrow, then we'll see what happens of what, what he's going to do because this guy throws a deep ball. And the Raiders, I don't think, are going to be able to defend the deep ball. Casey Hayward... Uh, one of one of the guys I missed, and a uh, couple points that they brought up last week in this game is that yeah, there's seven Chargers that used to be on uh, the Chargers that are now on the Raiders. So now you have Denzel Perryman, who's leading the lead, uh, leading the team in tackles, led the team uh, when he was a Charger in tackles. So I know this guy is is good, great linebacker. Casey Hayward, former Charger as well, is in the secondary there. So I think he's their best corner. And uh, we're going to see what happens. This is going to be interesting. But I got the Bengals on this one winning by 10. Yeah, I know it's double the spread. Uh, but, yeah, Bengals are going to win this by at least 10. So we're looking for them to advance and get a first playoff win. It's been a really long time since the Bengals won a playoff game. Uh, 8-15 is going to lead us into a very, very cold situation here. Uh, it's supposed to be projected for minus 1 or minus 2 degrees at kickoff. The number 3 seed Buffalo Bills are going to host division rivals, the New England Patriots, 10-7. and 11-6 for the Bills. So these two, obviously, we know, met twice in the regular season. Once on week 13, uh, which was Monday Night Football. Uh, New England traveled into Buffalo, 14-10 win for the Patriots there. Uh, Ten days later, on uh, tw Boxing Day, 12-26, Buffalo returned the favor uh, inside. Uh, I'm sorry, New England returned the favor at home uh, for that one. And 33-21, uh, Buffalo crushed them on there. So uh, to, to me... It, you just have to look at it like from this aspect of thing is you have two teams obviously and that was week 16 that they played on the last one 33 21 for Buffalo so you, it, what do you what do you you have to win this game at home if you're Buffalo okay so New England Patriots showed me that they're running out of gas as well okay they 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 look shot they look tired they got fucking blasted last week by my Miami and it should have never happened on that aspect if you're walking into the playoffs you never want to walk into the playoffs on a loss okay so now i buffalo minus four and a half at home 44 for the game 
I don't know. I don't know if Buffalo is going to come and, and, and crush them like they really should, but it's going to be fucking cold tonight. So it, we'll see how it's going to pan out. I'm taking Buffalo on a money line because I think Buffalo is going to win this game. And if Buffalo doesn't win this game, and uh, <laughs> it, it just will haunt them forever to know that, look, you had a chance to win this game versus a New England team that hasn't had Tom Brady in 20 years or 21 years, you know, you have not been able to play this game. Like, yeah, that's good. It's going to fucking sting because Mac Jones is not uh, proved to me that he can get to the next level. So if he wins this tonight, Mac Jones, then I will say something different next week and maybe something nice about him. But I don't think he's got enough to beat Buffalo. And I just think that Buffalo is going to keep this one close and win this, I would say, by four. I don't think they're going to win this by five. But you never know. We'll see what happens. It's going to bring us down now to tomorrow night. Uh, tomorrow afternoon, sorry. Uh, Sunday, 16th. We have 1 o'clock. It's starting us off here. So for the NFC, uh, we have the... San Francisco 49ers uh, are playing the number three seed, the Dallas Cowboys, 6-3 and three there. As I mentioned earlier, Packers have the bye. Uh, the number two seed, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, will be hosting the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Arizona Cardinals will be traveling to play the L.A. Rams on Monday night. So, six wild card games. I don't know why they're doing it like this. I guess for television purposes, for two today, three tomorrow, one on Monday night. But... What we got going on here, 1 o'clock tomorrow, it's number 7 seed, Philadelphia Eagles, 9-8, and eight, traveling to the number 2 seed, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 13-4. and four. So these teams had met one time, Monday night, uh, Thursday night football, rather, I'm sorry, week 6, 28-22, Tampa traveled to Philly. Um, yeah, this was before the Eagles started rolling. This was a very close game. The Eagles' defense impressed me in this game. They really, really did. And uh, keeping keeping Tampa Bay just four touchdowns, uh, you know, easier said than done. A lot of times you're looking at this like, oh, yeah, only four touchdowns? Yeah, because <laughs> this is a high-scoring offense. So for, for an Eagles team that was banged up and had a lot of injuries in the beginning of the season, they had no chance really in this game, and they found a way to hang in there. So... Eight and a half for the Buccaneers at home, over 45 and a half for this game. Well, I absolutely think that they're going to cover the over. And I also feel that the last time that these, um, I wouldn't say two teams, but Tom Brady, the last time that he's faced the Philadelphia Eagles in the playoffs, can anybody remind me what happened? Oh, that's right. The Eagles beat him in the fucking Super Bowl. So, yeah, I think the Eagles are going to win this game. The Eagles are the number one rushing offense in the National Football League. They rush for over 215 yards per game. And you got a banged-up Buccaneers team that is completely different from what you saw in Week 6 of the season. And that goes for the same thing. This is not the same Eagles team. I think that the Eagles are going to run all over them. I think that this is going to be a very close game, but I think that they're going to find a way to win this game. And it also depends on how Jalen Hurts comes out. Because if Jalen Hurts comes out nervous and shaky in the first you know, beginning of this game, there's no doubt in my mind that he can make a comeback. But you're getting down 14, vo- 14 or more points versus number 12. 
TB, you could say goodnight for the Eagles. So I don't think that's going to happen, and I do expect the Eagles to win this game. Uh, it's a long shot that I think that they're going to not cover an 8.5-point spread because this, this is not an 8.5-point spread in the playoffs, ladies and gentlemen, is almost kind of, in my eyes, it's almost like a 12 or 13-point spread. And it's not going to happen. This, these teams are too close. Um, fuck the records. These teams are too close in a matchup to have an 8.5-point spread. Like I said, I like the Eagles on this one. Brings us down later on in the afternoon to 4.30. Number 6 seed, the San Francisco 49ers, 10-7. and seven, Traveling to the number 3 seed, the Dallas Cowboys, 12-5. and five. Uh, Well... Cowboys are minus three at home, 50 and a half for the game. I think that this is going to happen. I, I think that uh, 50 and a half will happen. But I think the 49ers are going to find a way to win this game. Uh, I really do. Uh, these teams were the only team in the first round that have not played each other in the regular season. So this is the first time that they're meeting each other. And um, I, I think that the Cowboys are going to get upset here. Uh, Niners are on a roll. They were down 17 nothing last week to come back and beat the Rams. So, listen, I, <laughs> this is a team that I would not want to play walking in. They had to win X amount of games, keep rolling in to get into the playoffs, and they did what they had to do. They controlled their own destiny. New Orleans won. So if San Fran would have lost last week to the Rams, then you would have a completely different matchup because the Saints would meet in the playoffs. So the Eagles would bump up. And the Eagles would end up having to play the Cowboys in round one if, if San Fran would have lost, which I'm perfectly okay with. But I just, the thing that would bother me is having to play my division rival two weeks in a row in the playoffs and in the end of the regular season. Sometimes it doesn't pan out well. I mean, you could see why. Uh, you know, it, it's just the division games. Who knows who is going to play? Who knows who doesn't going to play? You know, but Cowboys had a lot to play for. So they ended up playing everybody. And. Everything stayed the way it would have been. So, now, brings us to the nightcap. 8-15, Sunday Night Football. Nobody's waiting all day for this fucking game. The number 7 seed, 9-7-1, Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, the fucking Steelers got in. And they're, they're traveling to play the number 2 seed, the Kansas City Chiefs, 12-5. So, now, everything that I just said to you guys a few minutes prior... In regards to a eight and a half point spread, feeling like a thirteen or a fourteen point spread, it goes out the window when you have a matchup like this. Minus twelve and a half for the Chiefs at home, over forty six. They're going to cover this. They're going to cover both of these. Kansas City is going to romp them. So earlier in the season, which was a few weeks ago, all right, this was week sixteen in the NFL. Pittsburgh traveled to Kansas City. The final score of that game was. Uh, 36 to 10, Kansas City. So, no doubt in my mind that, yeah, I said to you earlier that there's different matchups and different teams, different matchups that you're going to see that teams that played each other way in the beginning of the year that are now playing each other again, their teams are formed and shaped the way that they should be. Yeah, played three weeks ago. The same team that you're going to see that you've seen three weeks ago is the same team that you're seeing on Sunday night, and the Steelers are going to get fucking romped. I'm telling you right now. So 12 and a half, over 46. This is something that you might want to take a little interest in and putting a little extra cash on because I'm telling you, two-team parlay, do it. Bring us Monday Night Football, Monday, January 17th. 
Number five seed, the Arizona Cardinals, traveling to the number four seed, the L.A. Rams. 11-6 for the Cardinals, 12-5 for the Rams. Minus four at home for the Rams, 49.5 for the over. Now, I, I think they're going to cover this. I think there's going to be some points scored in this game. I think it's going to be very close. These two teams, obviously, being division rivals, you know they played each other twice during the regular year. So, uh, first matchup was 10-3. Week four uh, was... Arizona traveling to L.A. like we are Monday, 37-20 final for the Cardinals. Now, they didn't play each other again, right? Well, two and a half months later. So now you've got different teams, okay? You've got some guys that were banged out. Kyler Murray's coming back. There's, you know, no excuses here. Monday Night Football, L.A. Rams went to Arizona, 30-23 to final. It was week 14 again. So now you turn around here. Look at it from the perspective here of this. This game could go either way. This is a coin toss, okay? But who's taking the next step, all right? Who is going to be that team out of these two that are going to move on? You turned around, okay? And I said to you guys, how many times I had to say that the NFC West is the best division in football. You got three teams that are in the playoffs now that came from the NFC West, okay? So... I don't want to play the Niners. I don't want to be the Rams who has to play the Niners because I, I don't think that, um, you know, at that point that the Rams or the Cardinals are going to be able to beat the Niners. So the Niners are hot right now. So let's see what happens there. On this one, this is so tough for me to call. Over, yes. But for some reason, I've been on this team for a long time and I've been saying that this team's dangerous I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Cardinals here. I re I really think the Cardinals are gonna pull this off, and uh, they're gonna get to the next round. And uh, chances are, uh, you know that they. I mean, who knows? Chances are, but in a perfect world, we're gonna see the Niners, and we're gonna see the Car uh, the Cardinals play each other next week, as the Eagles will have to go to Green Bay. But <laughs> granted, these guys win. Obviously, first off, uh, you know it has to do that first before you can do anything. You know, you got it. Just. Do the golden rule of things, as I always say, of win your games. You wouldn't be in any positions of having these tough matchups, but the NFC, to me, is the dominant conference. I don't think that the AFC has enough firepower to turn around and beat the uh, NFC in the Super Bowl. So whatever team comes out of the NFC, I think the NFC is winning the Super Bowl this year. And that's just the way I feel. But something I wanted to share with you guys before I go. Uh, it's something cool. Uh, so I actually have the inches speech for you guys. And for you that don't know it, it's one of the most amazing speeches. So normally maybe you would do this before a Super Bowl, but I feel like this uh, is going to be our toughest week to get through Tom Brady. So we're going to need this now. So I hope you guys enjoy. I don't know what to say, really. Three minutes till the biggest battle of our professional lives all comes down to today. Either we heal as a team we're going to crumble inch by inch play by play till we're finished we're in hell right now gentlemen believe me and we can stay here get the shit kicked out of us or 
We can fight our way back into the light. We can climb out of hell. One inch at a time. Now, I can't do it for you. I'm too old. I look around, I see these young faces, and I think, I mean, I made every wrong choice a middle-aged man can make. I, uh, I pissed away all my money, believe it or not. I chased off anyone who's ever loved me. And lately, I can't even stand the face I see in America. You know, when you get old in life, things get taken from you. I mean, that's, that's, that's part of life. But you only learn that when you start losing stuff. You find out life's this game of inches. So is football. Because in either game, life or football, the margin for error is so small. I mean, one half a step too late or too early, and you don't quite make it. One half second too slow, too fast, you don't quite catch it. The inches we need are everywhere around us. They're in every break of the game, every minute, every second. On this team, we fight for that inch. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that inch. We claw with our fingernails for that inch. going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. Between living and dying. I'll tell you this, in any fight, it's the guy who's willing to die who's going to win that itch. And I know if I'm going to have any life anymore, it's because I'm still willing to fight and die for that itch. That's what living is. There's six inches in front of your face. Now I can't make you do it. You got to look at the guy next to you. Look into his eyes. Now I think you're going to see a guy who will go that inch with you. You're going to see a guy who will sacrifice himself for this team because he knows when it comes down to it, you're going to do the same for him. That's the team, gentlemen. And either we heal now as a team or we will die as individuals. That's football, guys. That's football, guys. Wow. Uh, moving stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Al Pacino, uh, Coach Tony D'Amato, any given Sunday. Ah, oh, man. One of my favorites. Uh, top three of all time, absolutely. Um, come to the realization that Pulp Fiction is my favorite movie. I've watched that shit so much. It's just it's just so funny to me. I really, really do love that movie. Uh, it's it, it was funny to me, too, is that I haven't had an insert in from Pulp Fiction yet. Mm, soon. But uh, no episode for you guys this week. I had this one because uh, I wanted to do something a little bigger on this one here for you. And I uh, needed to take a break. I have a lot of shit going on personally. Um, so... 
Do me a favor in the meantime, follow me on the majors of social Instagram and Twitter, Deacon Nicosho, and deaconnicosho at gmail.com if you want to leave a line. Now, very difficult for me to make a prediction on this Super Bowl here because I know that the prediction that I want to say, all right, is going to be uh, wrong. So I want to tell you that the Eagles are going to get there and uh, they're going to play somebody, uh, you know, whatever. But I think you're going to see, all right, and this is going to fucking hurt me to say this, all right, I think you're going to see Patrick Mahomes again play Aaron Rodgers in the Super Bowl. So Green Bay, Kansas City, I think you're going to see them there. So hopefully I'm wrong. Uh, hopefully that Kansas City's not there. Uh, but it is what it is. But in the meantime, guys, enjoy the rest of game day. And uh, I will talk to you guys soon. But for now, Deacon is out.